0: It is nine thirty five. And joining me for Master Gardening this morning is Casey Cooterer. And she became, a master gardener. A year after I did, I became a master gardener in 2016, and Casey became one in 2017. Good morning, Casey. Hey, good morning, Karen. It's great to have you in t- today. And you've been a gardener for a lot more than 2017 when you became a master gardener. Correct?
1: Yes. Well, I started when I was in college. Just oh, you started in college. See, I started yeah. when I was like five years old. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, my mom always did a lot of the gardening, and I helped out a little bit. But once you, you know, get your own place to live, you start with pots. That's oh, you did yeah, start with yep, small. Yep really small that's a that's and, a
0: smart way to start actually <laughs> well so where do you live and where's your garden located and what do you have in it
1: so I live out um, out by Mount Cato and we have really sandy soil and I have oh, a ve- you do yep I have a vegetable garden and I also like to do you know a uh, landscape gardening around just make things look nice and also pr- productive for feeding your family okay but there's
0: another part of gardening that not a lot of people are familiar with that you do and you are the head cook at the Prairie Winds Middle School and they have a hydroponic system which I didn't know and you are part of making that happen.
1: Yes well uh, Darcy Sieber our director of services she got a grant through the state and we um there's a bunch of schools around that got hydroponic gardens now. There's a uh, company out of Green Bay called Fork Farms, and they build these hydroponic gardens that we um, acquired, and they are great to work with, and we started in the beginning of the year. So so when, did, when
0: did you start start the hydroponics program
1: at the school? Uh, but last September. So we, the, we got the grant in the summer, and then we started the gardens. And what and, does it
0: entail? I mean, is it very big? Is it enough to supply you know, a, a week's worth of food or, or what is it? T- talk about the scope of it.
1: Sure. So my school is large. We have about a thousand kids. So yeah. I have three gardens, two currently working. Inside? The, inside. The, yes. They only take up three square feet. You're kidding. So. Nope. They're very small. Oh. They open up. So it's kind of like a little pod that you can open up like wings. And then there's a center light fixture in the middle. So that, like a pole kind of. Yep. So the lights on the pole in the and then the plants surround it. And then there is wa- a water reservoir in the bottom that gets pumped to the top and just drips down. And that is where the nutrients are. So how, where are the plants then? Is so it? the plants are in the walls. There's holes in the walls up the sides how of tall this is, pod. Yeah, how tall is this pod? Uh, it's about five, six feet tall. Oh, okay. So it is tall. Yes. All right. Yep. And so how do you
0: plant? I mean, I've only been ever planted in dirt. So oh, sure. Because you're
1: so, no dirt. No dirt. No, it's it's really nice. Actually, so we order the seeds through this um, company currently, and I believe you could do it with your own seeds if you wanted. But we, you have to start your seeds in rock wool, and I don't know if you rock wool, rock wool, wool. So it's these little, um, it's like a sheet of wool with little holes in it. It's ideal for starting seedlings in it, and you just soak this wool in water, and you put your seeds, and they're pelleted, so they are. Covered so they won't rot, and it helps them germinate. So then, once you have them germinated, after seven to ten days, depending on what you're growing, you know, lettuce doesn't take very long, but like rosemary, you know, that takes a lot longer to germinate. Then you just rip off part of the rock wool and you stick it in one of the holes on the in, in this big in the hydroponic pod. Ar- yes in oh. the pod. And so, all right. So I'm trying
0: to picture this, and so yeah. then it you just. It does it. Um, the water
1: circulate, or what? What does it do? Is it just stagnant, or? Yep. So then you have your plants in like these walls, and your reservoirs at the bottom um, contain your nutrients, and you have to monitor pH, and you have to monitor parts per million. So. So it's not just plain old tap water. It's not just no. You're adding nitrogen. You're adding phosphorus. Everything that the plants need is in the water. So which would they would normally get from the soil?
0: Do you normally, I mean, do you use tap water initially or do you have to buy a special solution? Or, you know, are you using water from a hose or what? I'm trying to picture
1: where that water comes from and how you get the nutrients in it. Right. So they, they will test. You need to test your water first because you want to start out with like... 200 parts per million which is something lower so a lot of the parts s- per million of s- of just anything in your water like whether it could be co- copper hard mineral. or, or fluorine minerals, any, or yes, chlorine. Okay. yeah you don't want too many because that'll burn your plants okay so a lot of the schools have a reverse osmosis system oh. so they they use that and then the water is more pure right uh Prairie winds is a newer school so our water was just at the level that I could just use it out of the tap which mm-hmm. is really nice. And then, once you have your water, then you're testing it, and then you're adding you're bringing your pH to an ideal level because a lot of plants like acidic soils, so you're you know you're creating the environment that they would like. So ideally. how do you
0: I mean, how do you do that? I mean, I, I, testing and then how do you know what to add to make sure it's the right pH and all that?
1: Sure. So once I get um, my base of so I get my, uh, I'll get my water. To like a 200 parts per million, and they say I want to grow some lettuce, and I know mm-hmm. I want it between a seven and eight hundred parts mil- per million. So I will. T- I have a pH meter, and I have a parts per million meter that they actually send with the kit, and um, I want to get to that. So I'll add a tablespoon of my. Um, uh, what do you call it? The f- the, the well, they send you two tubes of stuff, so like the nitrogen and oh, okay, so what, the fertilizer. Stuff. Yes, thank <laughs> okay. you. Okay, <laughs> so you add like a tablespoon here, a tablespoon there, and then you constantly test it. And you, I usually do this before I put the plants in, so I know. And so, like, while they're you know, germinating, I'm setting up the environment for the plants.
0: And do you have to have a certain
1: temperature, a certain humidity,
0: no. or anything like that?
1: I have no, they didn't really say anything like that because the plants are constantly. Dripping water down the backs, and then they'll tend to grow the roots down the back of the wall, and they they'll grow like when I harvested lettuce, the the roots were three feet long. So they'll oh my just, gosh, yeah, keep growing and growing, and then you'll just see this beautiful head of lettuce just keep growing. So
0: like. You know, normally in the garden when you have it in dirt, if you have lettuce, let's say, you pick some off and then more grows back. Pick some off, more grows back. How does it work in hydroponics? Is it the same thing where if you pick some of the lettuce off and more comes back? Or do you take the whole thing out and just replant a new,
1: whole new pod? Right. Well, depending on what you want to use it for, herbs you can leave in the garden. So a lot of times if I do basil, something that I know I can pick off and keep using, I'll plant those at the top. And so they can just keep growing and growing. Um, ideally, you want to leave them in there for only three to four months because the stalks will get so large, you can't get them out of the pot because okay. the hole is only like, you know, an inch, an inch diameter. So but otherwise, uh, like my initial harvest, I grew all lettuce and I harvested every single head of lettuce in one day. Now are it, you talking head or leaf lettuce? I did uh, romaine. Romaine, okay, gotcha. So, and they were nice, they were nice size. Mm -hmm. And then with that many kids and we have a salad bar every day. So I harvested all of the lettuce and it can sit once you harvest it for a couple days, just in the refrigerator and then you wash it and then use it up. So I fed uh, two days, right, salad bar with one harvest. So, I mean, depending on how many people you have. So, you know, you
0: talked about you have three, 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 uh, of these setups. pods, yep. these setups. Yeah, yep. I mean, does that supply enough food for a week or a month? I mean, is it worth the time and effort to? Because I'm
1: just curious how much you actually get from this. Right. Well, it's, I think it's worth it just because the kids see the plants growing, and it's you don't get more local than that. Where it's right, like, it's in your room. <laughs> it's in the room. Yes. So, um, I don't know. You. Do, it. I think depending on how much you're growing, uh. So you know, I got uh, two days of salad bar out of the one harvest for seven hundred people. So that's a lot, like you know, like. And then you just keep replanting, and so it just it's year round. Yeah, you oh yeah, you can do it year round, and um, do you
0: do that year round then pretty much? Well, I'm just
1: getting in because you just started this the routine. Yes, yes. So once you get the hang of it, you can rotate. So say I know in the. And I'm going to have like a 27-day plan, right? So once I know I'm going to harvest on this date, seven days before that, I can plant my next oh. batch. And then once I harvest, and then I can put in the next one. And you don't really need to change the water too much because oh. you just keep monitoring it. Say after six months, I would maybe change the water, but... It gets like green, but the plants oh, love that. Yeah. Well, you know, I've I've heard about hydroponic systems where they actually have
0: in the water. These must be bigger ones. They have fish down below. Oh, sure. That eat the waste and produce waste that gives nitrogen and stuff. You don't have any of that,
1: do you? No, that's like a closed system. Those are oh. very interesting because I think a lot of times they can eat those fish. I know some restaurants yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah,
0: there's one that I interviewed somebody in the past about that where they. Um, they, I think they grow musky or something. Oh, and wow. then Yeah, and then they have the, the, the vegetables and things on top. Now, you mentioned lettuce, and lettuce seems like an easy one to grow. What other sorts of things can you do, hydroponics? Because you're not doing root vegetables, like right, radishes no. and beets or things like that. So it's primarily leafy stuff?
1: Leafy stuff and things that would grow on a vine. You can do peppers. You can do tomatoes. You can? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Yep. And a lot of times you can put a, there's a little spot for a stake. So if you have something that's vining, oh, cucumbers, that would be a good one. And it could just grow up and over the side of your hydroponic garden. So if you let it go, it'll just keep going and growing. Now you're, you've are you gardened the, the traditional way as well in the
0: soil. Yep. So do you find that things mature more quickly in the hydroponic system? Or are they, if it says it's going to mature in 20 days or 30 days, it matures in the same amount of time, or does it have an advantage, you think? Or what What would you say?
1: Well, I think the closed system is an advantage because you it does. They tend to be true to um, the seeds that they have sent us, and it's pretty clean. <laughs> well, that would be one thing. You're not getting the insects and things probably, the pests. Nope, no,
0: Is that a possibility? Do you ever have I have n-
1: not seen any. You will get a little bit of algae on the outside of these plugs, but... That's not nothing to be concerned with. We okay. had one of the people from Green Bay come and talk to us about these, so we knew what we were doing. And yeah, she's like, "Don't worry about this, and it'll yep, and just clean your your hydroponic garden every six months." But you mentioned herbs, so you're growing different kinds of herbs. Yes, we're doing. I'm doing cilantro, parsley, um, basil, dill. They have warm variety packs. They have cool season packs. It's it's really great wow,
0: this is really exciting. So right. then so then you harvest this and the, the kids get to eat it. Do you find the kids like it better or do you really know or can't really tell, I suppose? I
1: feel like they're really interested about it because every day they come through and they see these plants and they see how they grow from something very small to very large. Yeah. And I have noticed a definite taste because I don't know if this makes sense, but it tastes more like lettuce. Really? But yes. You can tell there's more... I can tell there's more ingredient or not uh, minerals and vitamins in these leafy greens from when I buy them from the store, which is I, I don't know if it's because I'm watching them grow and it's in my head. Well, but I wonder
0: if it's because you've got the, the ideal taste, in,
1: environment, maybe. Right, the taste is different, I believe.
0: Well, probably fresh for one thing would be a big part versus yes. getting it at a store where it's been sitting for a while. So. Correct. Well, that is really interesting. Would you ever yeah. do this on your own at your your home?
1: I would love to, yes. Oh, yes. It would be ideal to set up like a bunch of them, you know. In the winter, probably. Yes, and um, it would be a great way to feed a family. Well, I have a small one, an Garden, which you just do herbs in, and that just sits on your counter and... That's, that's a no-brainer one because it tells you when to water. It tells you when to put in plant oh, food. It, you know, it's, those are pretty fun. My kids love that one. Do you, do
0: you have any idea how much they cost? I was just curious if that's something that realistic, maybe it's too expensive to have and get in your own home.
1: I believe i Menards, they're like $100 right now.
0: What, for a... Uh, for one
1: of those little arrow gardens. Oh, the little arrow, but you're oh, not talking the, about oh, the, the, the towers. Oh, the large ones? The towers. They're $5,000. Oh, so... Yes. But that would feed your whole family for quite a while. Oh, absolutely. And then you have that guarantee of... You know, being able to grow if something devastating happens outdoors, you know, you get a frost or you your ground something happens with your soil and then you just have this ideal environment that you can grow food in.
0: Do you find that then buying those nutrients that you have to put in there are any more expensive than you would if you threw it in your soil outside? You know, uh, you're you're buying special mix, I guess of right. nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, whatever.
1: Right. Well, I mean, through the school that we that grant will pay for all that kind of stuff, but so I don't know the exact You don't know. Cost. Okay, yeah, I was just yeah. wondering. But yep.
0: it's it's really fascinating because we've had people ask about that and I know there's a place over is it Otana that produces tomatoes and sure. strawberries all hydroponically. Sure. And I'm pretty sure they have the fish thing that the fish help with the waste and that kind of thing. And that's yeah. really kind of an interesting well, I appreciate you talking about that. Do you oh, think sure. it is practical for most people? I mean, you are a master gardener, so they say. Well, Casey, yeah, she can do it because she's a master gardener. Could anybody do it?
1: Well, absolutely, anyone could do that. Really? it. Really? Yes. It's if you like to, you know, plant seeds and watch them grow, and just a little bit of little bit of work put into it. and a lot of it is just giving it time to mature in your in your um your pod. And then just monitoring your water—it's like a small science experiment. So. Well, that and
0: that—what a great way to teach kids too right. with the STEM, STEM projects and things like that. Do, do oh, they absolutely. use it as part of school learning at all?
1: Uh, we're working on it. They do have a curriculum, okay. so yeah, it's just—it's able to be implemented. So that's
0: really great. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, a,
1: it's like a baby project. All right. Mm-hmm. So you also have an outdoor garden in the ground. I do. Yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so are you doing anything now? Do you start seeds inside at all? to get ready for outdoors or you just wait till it gets warm enough?
1: Uh, Well, I like to start tomatoes and peppers, you know, kind of like the warm, uh, warm crops, right, to get those going. And um, I also like to buy Harvey's tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Except he's
0: not doing that anymore. Yeah.
1: The plant sale.
0: We're having the plant sale. (laughs) The, The master gardeners are coming up in, is it April 20th? Yes. Yep. I'm pretty sure, yeah. So <laughs> keep that in mind. But if somebody else is working with Harvey to grow tomatoes and peppers and things that they'll oh, sell right. at the, the sale, and he's got the best tomatoes, and I love that, too. Because now, mid-March, as far as starting things, you know, it's still, I think it's still too early, and Harvey says so, too, to start your tomato seeds. Sure. When do you start yours usually?
1: Mm, well, about now. You and, do about now, yep. yeah.
0: Because you don't want to get too early, because then they get all kind of leggy and... Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What system do you use when you start your seeds?
1: Oh, I just have the pla- uh, seed tables with the grow lights, and just you know, potting mix. Potting mix, yep, sterile potting mix. <laughs> yeah. Do you
0: use yeah. the heat uh, mats? At the all? heat mats, yes, yes. That's the difference I found in success and no success. Because in the past, I never had heat mats. And they just never seemed to do anything. But once sure. I did the heat mats, that really seemed to be a, a game changer for me.
1: Oh, sure. I learned from my daughter's friend. She did a science experiment with the heat mats. And she said that she had like an 80% germination rate over like a 60% germination oh. with the heat rates. And that was just like a fifth grade science experiment. So those are the best. Right. Well, you know, I
0: Barb Lamson and I always talk about how gardening in itself is, is an experiment every day. Because... Yep. You never know if something's gonna turn out or not so I it's it's fun you know if you like science and is your background science at all Casey? oh yeah I
1: have a plant biology degree oh you do okay from U of M and then I have a culinary culinary degree so I like that's why I like to cook and do the plants kind of like bring it all together and did you work in the plant biology area prior to
0: coming to the the school as a head cook
1: Yes, I was a so I worked for the soybean breeding project up at the University of Minnesota. So, that was definitely a cool learning experience how like s- different soybean varieties get implemented into our system and how if you find a ideal soybean that you think will change the world, it's going to take at least 10 years to get it out to market. So, yeah. I learned a lot there.
0: That's really interesting, too. <laughs> I um, And I was just curious about the food. When you're as a head cook, what sorts of things as a head cook do you, I assume you have to plan the meals and that sort of thing, or does somebody else plan them, or you have dietitians that do that? How does that, at a school, how do they get the food and decide what it's going to be for kids?
1: Right. We have a nutritionist, and she, yep, she may plans the menu, and um, some schools have uh, the option of a salad bar and whatnot. So that's where my gardens come more into play because I have more of a place to use them. But uh, the the meal is set, and then we kind of go off of that and order per, so each head cook will order all their food for their kitchen, and we have different vendors. Um, we have a, it's called DOD. We actually get government um, subsidies for all of our vegetables and stuff, so we get fresh vegetables every week, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. And for bigger schools you need that like i couldn't feed you know it's a 1000 kids a day off of my little hydroponic <laughs> that's more of a <laughs> special
0: special like you said learning segment right do you ever think you could do more hydroponics would that be
1: work on a larger scale in so, a school I, I mean I think a, a warehouse full of them would be ideal, but but maybe that <laughs> start small right right and and see how it
0: works. but yeah. you mentioned other schools of also do a, yep do that is others in the system do we oh yeah, know? I
1: think there's five or six schools I know Burgess has one oh. and Washington has one, and so a couple of the elementary schools.
0: Okay. It seems like something it might be neat to try in the winter uh, if you like to garden year-round. So right now,
1: a lot of us are getting the itch to get outside, as I'm sure oh, you absolutely. are, too. Yeah. So I've, yeah, I've had that all year-round, so that was kind of nice to have the light in your face and right. seeing the green on the wall. <laughs> what do you have growing now? Uh, right now, I have herbs, I have, and then I have a tray of seedlings, um, lettuces, and more herbs because we like to do different salads and stuff for the kids, so... Fresh herbs are a game changer.
0: You know, we seem to, to hear more about going local. Do schools or have schools, do you know, transition to more local vegetables and fruits versus having them shipped in? Has has that been a focus at all?
1: Yes, they're working with um, local farmers, actually, and they're trying to set up a hub for farmers. Say, I I harvest carrots and I have, you know, 100 pounds of extra carrots, and they will donate it to the school. And um, then there is someone in charge of that hub who will communicate to the school saying, hey, we got 100 pounds of carrots. And he will come up with a recipe and send that out and say, I'm going to send you these carrots. Let's use these up. And so that is a new thing. And they're starting to implement that more
0: now when, when did that start that said? just
1: started this year i just noticed it with the carrots okay and which was cool because you know you get the they they call it the ugly fruit like in the stores yeah. where it's just you know so but this wasn't like that this was just like this farmer had a bunch of extra carrots and what better place to give it to a bunch of kids right but do they so, try and
0: buy you mentioned
1: they donate too but do they
0: also try to buy local at all do you know
1: or? Uh, i think they're working on that. I don't know okay. exactly the schematics of that, but yeah, I think this is going to be a big deal of getting more local produce for the schools. It's going to okay. be a big deal.
0: That's good to hear. I know yeah. you've
1: also mentioned that you do some work out at Valley Veggies. I have volunteered there in the past, yes. Yeah, what
0: sorts mm-hmm. of things do you do out there?
1: Oh, I don't anymore. But oh, you when don't I, anymore? No. Oh, okay. 2017, when I started, I did a bunch of volunteering oh, okay. out with Terry, Terry Anderson. Yeah, yeah. She's great. She's been on the show before, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Her. I love her plants out there as well. She's got very cool varieties of different things and it's all organic out there so since you've been a master
0: gardener what have you learned about yourself and gardening in general i mean did you do you feel like having going through the program and learning more in depth has change your perception on all of what gardening
1: is all about? Oh, I've learned I know nothing.
0: <laughs> Barb and I always
1: say we're always <laughs> learning. It's never non-stop. Oh, absolutely. And if you want 100% every time, you're not going to get that and you're going to be upset. So you absolutely have to be uh, flexible with gardening. And because I've put in a lot of money into seeds and they didn't turn out. <laughs> and so I was just heartbroken. But I put a lot and, of money into plants, you yes. know, And you bring something
0: out and you think it's going to be great. Right. Or, uh, and I, you know that I have a tour coming up, a statewide tour for my the hosta uh, Society sure. coming up, and my thought is, you know, if it hails or something, that's going to be the most disappointing thing. Yes. It, you know, so you just never know if it's the weather, like we've had the drought the last two years, right. and let's just cross our fingers and hope this year is going to be better, but one never knows. Well,
1: I feel like you get really creative when you have plants to save. <laughs> <laughs> I have put sheets over
0: things. and Right. Have you got any creative things you'd like to share?
1: Uh, not really. Just, No. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> I'm going to lay my body over this plant because I, darn it, you are not going to die. Like, like, I'm not going to be able to move this pot, but I'm going to do it. So I'm going to c- get yeah. that in under this roof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to build a makeshift roof out of old boards that I have, you know, just I've stuff done the like same.
0: that. <laughs> Yes, you, you must be very creative. Well, I want to thank you. We've been chatting with Katie Casey Cooterer. I'll say it right. Casey Cooterer, who is the head cook at Prairie Winds Middle Schools. So we've been talking about the hydroponic system that they use there. And also she's a master gardener. And I appreciate you coming in today. And uh, thanks. And happy gardening. You going to do anything gardening related this weekend?
1: Thank you for having me. Um, it, no, I'm going to go skiing. It's, it's the oh, last you can still weekend. S- it is? Okay. Yep. Well, enjoy your skiing. <laughs> thanks, thank Casey. You. I appreciate it. Thank you, Karen. All
0: right. It is just a couple minutes before 10 o'clock and uh, we have our guests coming up to talk about the Minnesota Foundation. So we'll have that in just a few moments. So take.